Actually, not here. I hope you liked that last book. It was actually kind of funny there at the end. May and Leo, I didn't even know they'd make appearance in that book. I'm still laughing about it. Sorry. Okay. The next book I'm going to read is a Dolores Fawson book. And like I said, Dolores Fawson was the first author I ever read. And if you go all the way back down to the first day I put these up here, those were the Grayson, Dade, Nate, Cad, Gage, Mason book. This one isn't anywhere anything like that. This is Dolores Fawson's book, The Last Rodeo. So it's a cowboy book to keep going with the Diane Palmer books that we read. And one of the um, Noel Roberts books I read. But uh, nothing to do with like Laura Griffin or the other Dolores Fawson books I read. So this is Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's book, The Last Rodeo, Chapter 1. Be a cowboy, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Lucian Granger was downing that fun part right about now. One second his butt was firmly anchored in the saddle and his hand was gripped on the thick braided rein. The next second, no part of him was touching anything but air. The rock gliding, rock gliding orchestrated the hardest buck in the history of hard bucks and sent Lucian flying, even through even though Lucian had been thrown before. It never been this hard on his on this high or this high with this kind of force behind it. His life did indeed flash between before his eyes, and Lucian was pissed off that he could possibly die from a horse with no balls. Hell's Texas Bells. What kind of cowboy did that make him? Lucian instantly got the answer to that question and made him a hurt cowboy that's what first his tailbone collided with the rock hard ground and the curl sending up a cloud of dust then his shoulder hits the jolt of it slamming all the way to his eye sockets and rattling his teeth every part of his body went to full throttle pain and his breath was still somewhere on the back of the bowl list at Paso. alipaso named outlaw the horse was now smirking at lucian with, I guess we know who won that round, don't we? The horse had actually had bowls. Lucian would have removed them there on the spot. <laughs> wow, man, that was only four seconds. Skater Moodlin called out to Lucian. The ranch hand was holding a stopwatch while perched on top of the curl fence. You gotta stay in the saddle a minute longer if you're gonna win that prop riding buckle in the rodeo. <laughs> Skeeter was the oldest stand they had on the Granger Ranch and was reliable as they come. But Lucian considered neutering him to point out the obvious. You all right? He heard his brother Dylan ask. It's a simple enough question, but Lucian figured Dylan was laughing his butt off. Lucian would have been torn the same had their positions been reversed. It was their form of brotherly affection. I'll live, Lucian assured him. But when he tried to sit up, he wasn't 100% certain that was true. The pain shot through him again, and that's when he realized he dislocated his shoulder. Shit! He didn't have time for this. He had a meeting with a cattle buyer in an hour, and appointments stacked up after that. While Lucian was still sitting on the ground and fighting the drag in a decent breath, Dylan climbed over the curl fence and moseyed toward him, emphasizing on the moseying. Again, it was a sign of affection that Dylan wasn't showing a whole bunch of concern. Well, either it was affection or else Dylan was enjoying that Lucian had just had his butt busted again when you were the big brother slash boss family 
and folks in their hometown of Wranglers Creek, Texas, like taking you down a notch. That is especially true when those folks, or rather some of them anyway, called him Lucifer. Not behind his back either, to his face, since he didn't want to continue this dignity reducing moment any longer. Lucian accepted Dylan's hand when he extended it to help him get to his feet, but the dignity reduction only continued when the pain did a lightning strike through his shoulder. Dylan's like, he dislocated it again. Lucian didn't like the, the addition of the laid back again, but then there wasn't anything he did like about this, so there was no getting into specification. Want me to get Miss Jordan for you? Skater card out. Jordan was not only Dylan's wife. Jordan was not only Dylan's wife. She was also a nurse, which meant that Lucian must have looked pretty damn bad for Skitter to even suggest it. Mainly because Skitter's long-distance eyesight was so off that it was hard for him to see a barn door, much less Lucian's grimace. Perhaps though, Skitter had heard the string of raw profanity coming from Lucian's teeth rattled mouth. Jordan's not here. Dylan want me to drive you to the hospital. Lucian would rather have his butt busted once more. Get Carly. Get Carly. But he soon realized that getting his assistant wasn't necessary. Lucian spotted his assistant, Carly O'Malley, walking toward the crowd. Not, no moseying speed for her. She was hurrying, and she had her hand cupped over her eyes to block out the glare from the morning sun. She was no doubt seeing him just fine and piercing together. Piecing together what happened. Did you dislocate your shoulder again? She asked, along with the accelerated speed. She also had some concern in her voice. Even though Carly was wearing dressy office clothes, heels, a slim gray skirt, and top, she threw open the curl gate and trapezed through the dust and mucked to make her way to him. She was frowning when she reached him and immediately started removing his protective vest, then unbuttoning his shirts. Normally, that would have been part of the job description, wouldn't have been part of the job description of an assistant, but since Curly had worked for him for nearly 10 years, her list of duties were, well, pretty wide-ranging. Thankfully, her skills had handled the wide range just fine. Too bad she thought her talents would be put to better use before, because two weeks ago she'd given him her 30 days notice with the excuse that she wanted to start her own cattle bro brokerage business. That meant he had two more weeks to try to convince her to stay. Once she had the buttons undone, Undone, Carly eased off the shirt as quick and efficient as a hot-to-chop lover. She wasn't his lover, though. Never had been. Never would be, because that quick and efficient label didn't only apply to shirt removal. It was the way Carly handled everything else. No way would he risk losing her over a sword relationship. And that's exactly what would happen. All of his relationships soured. Especially the one that had mattered most. She examined his shoulder. Then looked up at him with those iris green eyes that could be either warm or cool depending on the situation. Right now they were on the chillier end of the spectrum because she likely didn't approve of the shoulder injury or how he was about to ask her to handle it. No hospital? She didn't wait for an answer because she knew it would be a no. She huffed out his unspoken no. This is risky, you know, just because I did this for you once before and for my brothers too many times to count. It doesn't mean it's a smart thing. You need to see a doctor. He was bobbing back in. Lucian crowd. Her eyes went from plain original chill to an arctic frost. Carly frosted and frowned at him a few more seconds while she debated what to do. Hold him. Hold him, she said to Dylan. Dylan hooked his arm around Lucian's chest and waist. What's your safe word, she asked her to make to Lucian. The one you use when you're playing rough with your sweet things. What the hell did that have to do with this? But Lucian only managed to get out the 
what part of that? Where Curly gave his arm a hard push, moving the shoulder back in place and causing him to curse every single word of profanity in his entire vocabulary. He added some new ones, too, though they came out so garbled that it was like cuss stew. Once he got past the eye-watering, excruciating pain, Lucian realized the reason Curly had asked about the safe word was to distract him. Ed worked, and his shoulder was already starting to feel a little better. The sharp stabbing was now more like a sharp toothache. <laughs> All fixed up now, Dylan asked him. I think you just wanted to feel a woman's touch. <laughs> he didn't wait around for Lucian to glare at him for the bad joke. Dylan gave them a wave and headed for the barn, where he'd likely be going when he saw Lucian take the throw from the gleaning. Lucian tried to put his shirt back on, but after a couple of grunts from pain, Curly helped with that too, and then they started back toward the house. He also took hold of his wrist. No, I'm not giving you more of a woman's touch. I'm checking your pulse in case what I did ruptured a blood vessel. She let him know if that happened. Your pulse rate will change. Lucian figured she knew how to do that because she practically raised her three younger brothers. Being a big sister seemed to give her a special set of ex expertise like doctoring duties, ESP, and a built-in lie detector. Those things were far superior to his big brother talents. As a big brother, he knew how to come up with bail money needed that was about it of course being the oldest had also gotten him the title of head honcho slash boss for granger enterprises after his parents had divorced and moved away from wranglers creek that boss label included not only the ranch but the business as well so yeah there was that too bad it came with so much pressure that sometimes lucian felt as if it was eating him up on the inside no way though would he ever admit that to anyone because it would be a sign of weakness his father was weak he wasn't when are you going to give up this wacky notion of winning a bronc riding competition in the Wranglers Creek Charity Rodeo? She has. I'll give up when I win. <laughs> Though he was sure Carly was skeptical that would ever happen. He had a reason for that skepticism, too. He'd been competing in the bronc riding event since he was 18, which meant this next one would be his 19th try. Those same, those same folks who called him Lucifer also called him a dumbass, hard-headed idiot when it came to the Charity Rodeo competition. Since I know you're not going to want me to reschedule any of your meetings for today, I've already sent your agenda to your phone, Carly said, jumping right into business. Lucian didn't mind the shifting conversation. They'd already wasted enough time on his fault in the rodeo training. You have a meeting in 45 minutes here at the ranch, but then you have to leave for Austin. To out today and tomorrow, there's a dinner, a lunch, and five other meetings. Six if you want to deal personally with the issue with the new feed supplier. Lucian shook his head and winced. An emotion tugged and pulled at his heart. No dealing with a feed supplier if it's ranch business. Continue to give it to Dylan. His brother had been running the majority of the ranch operations for a while now, and Lucian wanted to keep it that way. Well, unless the feed issue got worse, and then he'd step in. Something that would likely piss off both Dylan and the suppliers, but Lucian didn't put her feelings in didn't put hurt feelings and step on toes and at the bottom line and the bottom line was success because failure was a sign of weakness the painters start on the interior of your house in san antonio tomorrow charlie continued as they went in through the back of the house so when you finish up in austin they'll probably shouldn't you probably shouldn't go there because of the fumes i'll hang around if you want to come back here so we can get some work done oh and i put a suit on your bed for you to pack which I know you won't do, but the dinner tomorrow night is business formal. 
Lucian didn't know what the hell that meant, but he was certain of one thing. He would be packing or wearing that suit. He wasn't sure he'd ever even bought a suit, which meant his mother, Regina, likely had. She was also always trying to turn him into something he wasn't. As the family CEO, she always thought he should dress like a guy who sat behind a desk. He did an ample amount of desk setting, but he was still a cowboy. Besides, ties and suits were uncomfortable. I'll make sure my boots don't have cow shit on them. That'll be business formal enough. Curly sighed. Made a sound of resigned disagreement. Lucian Huffman made a sound of you wasting your sigh. When you get back from this trip, she went on, I've arranged for some more interviews for my replacement. This time, I want you to actually interview them and not dismiss them because you don't like something superficial about them. It wasn't superficial. He got a bad vibe about them. And he got bad vibes about all six that Curly had lined up to do the impossible take her place. When they went into his office, Lucian immediately saw the blinking lights on his landline, indicating there were multiple calls that had come through in the half hour he'd been out in the coral. He also checked his cell that he left on his desk for his ill-fated ride, and he saw the string of missed calls there, too. What's all of this about? Lucian asked, tipping his head to the lights. Got a reminder that head-tipping hurt as much as he head-shaking shrugged more properly out, too. This... Isn't still about the city council stuff, is it? Charlie looked at the message screen of the landline. Yes, it's still about that stuff. Two of them, though, are from your mother. His mom had also left a voicemail on a cell. That didn't necessarily mean that it had been an emergency. Regina had once left him six messages to ask if he remembered how much salt went into Aunt Kitty's potato bread recipe. His mom had assumed he would know the answer because one, once when he'd been about ten or so, Aunt Kitty had baked some while visiting the ranch. I'm sure some of the calls on your cell will be from the city council as well. Kelly took out some ibuprofen from her desk and went to the bar to get him a bottle of water. Along with the mayor, the historic society, and the garden guild, you've managed to route every single person in an, uh, any position of authority in Wrangler's Creek with that demand you sent on them. That was yesterday, except for the garden guild. Yeah, I know about that. And I requested that they approve the new road I want. It wasn't a demand. Carly gave him the flattest look in the history of flat looks. You told the city council if they didn't ruin your favor by the end of the week that you'd pull the funding you pleaded. You pledged for a new park. A park! She emphasized. What's next? Taking candy from little kids? Lucian's ground out. I didn't pledge that funding. Dylan did. That would have been a good idea. And the city council's been farting around for over a month on my requests. I want that road, so it'll be easier for me to get cattle in and out of those back pastures. Hell, I even said I'd pay for it. All they have to do is sign the papers to approve it. Lord, love a duck? She grumbled. It was one of her favorite sayings when she was frustrated, but like business formal, Lucian didn't have a clue what it meant. Your road will upset people because of the ground that would have to be cleaned, cleared to build it, Carly Rome. Plus, that would mean bringing in heavy equipment that you'd have to move over other ranchers' land. That's why the council's farting around. They don't want to tick anyone off. Well, they're ticking me off by delaying it. Lucian quickly pointed out. Starts going through the screen of this one. How's the garden guild even gotten involved anyway? Because of the hairy corn salad. It's a wild herb with a white flower. She added when Lucian just stared at her as if she sprouted an extra nose. Apparently, one of the few places it rises in this area in this area is right where you want your road. Lucian just kept staring. Are you making this up? The corner of her mouth looked a little. Sorry, but I'm not. 
It's the same reason the historical society put in their two cents worth. Apparently, your great grandfather, who confounded Wranglers, co-founded Wranglers Creek, was especially fond of Harry Corn Salad. He mentioned it in his letter that are now part of the town's archives. Shit. The historic society t- treated those letters like holy relics when they were just most of a tobacco chewing cowboy right into the pin pal girl that he was courting. My advice, Charlie went on while she lifted the phone on his landline, started listening to the messages that had been left for Rethink the location for that road because you stand a better chance of winning the rodeo than you do of successfully convincing the Wrangler's Creek Garden Club or the Historic Society to side with you on this. They don't like you, Lucian. You've upset them too many times to count. Lucian wasn't going to rethink anything. First, he was going to call his mother, make sure it wasn't just another salt-related emergency. Then he would start phoning every member of those whiny groups who didn't like him. Before this, it's been months since I pissed them off. <laughs> There's no reason for them to keep calling me to complain why. Multiple months, multiple times of you pissing them off, Carly reminded If you want specifics, I can give them. But she didn't wait for him to refuse hearing those specifics. Demanding more water rights from the creek. Pushing too hard for a resolution on the land despite dispute with your cousins. Building fences that cut off historical ranch trails. Carly probably would have just kept going on and on if the prisoner had stopped him. You who? Lucian, Megan Simpson called out. Your housekeeper said you were in here. Lucian grumbled another shit. (laughs) Then when he noticed that one of the missed calls on his cell phone was from her, Megan was his current girlfriend, but he didn't have time for personal stuff today. Plus, that current label wasn't going to be there much longer. The relationship, if you call it that, had run its course. It was time to end it. Lucian just hadn't counted on that happening today. Since Carly was still listening to the messages on the landline, Lucian stepped out into the hall with Megan. As usual, she looked well put together with her blonde hair tumbling on her shoulders and a red dress that hugged her body, though she did look a little pale. Then he realized she didn't have on as much makeup as usual, and she wasn't smiling. Uh, are you okay? Megan asked. You should follow her gaze to his dusty shirt. There was some blood on the sleeve, too, probably from a scrape he'd gotten when he was thrown from the outpasser. I'm fine. Megan didn't seem to believe that, and that's when Lucia noticed something else. She was suddenly looking everywhere but at him. The floor must have been reverted from the way she was staring at it. Crap! What was wrong now? Uh, is this about the hairy corn salad? He asked, judging from the way her mouth burst. That wasn't a... You mean that flower that so many people were upset about? She didn't wait for him to confirm it, and make it out of his head. I'm not here for that. Well, not really. Okay, but along with the case dodging in the bag, not really. Lucian feel a whole lot of hesitation coming from her. Plus, he realized something else. Megan hadn't even kissed him when she'd seen him. Not that he wanted her to kiss him, but that would have been the norm. Before he could ask her what was wrong, though, Megan said, I'm Lucian. I know you're heading out for a trip, but I wanted to talk to you before you left. I'm sorry about something to me. What with everything else going on? I'm very sorry about that too, by the way. What with everything else going on? I'm very sorry about that too. Did Megan mean the road slash hairy corn salad slash people being riled at him? Because usually she didn't even ask about his business, much less any local moral issues. Actually, she really asked about anything. That was one of the main reasons he liked her. Anyway, Megan, went out. I'm afraid I'm going to have to break things off. It's just not working out between us. Lucian figured he shouldn't look relieved, but he was certain some of that particular emotion crossed his face before he could run it in. I mean, I knew you weren't the commitment type, Megan went on, but I thought I could change you, mine, 
that you were over Amelia Carter, but now you're not. Everyone is right. You'll never be over her. There were several times during Megan's breakup that Lucian nearly interrupted her. Yes, it was not a commitment type. No, Megan wouldn't be able to change his mind. And yes, despite what everyone believed, he was over Amelia most days. Anyway, anytime, anytime anyone said Amelia's name, he got that feeling that he'd just been sucker punched in the gut by someone I knew just how to do that, but he added a lot of practice pushing that all away. Words helped, so did sex. But the best treatment was reminding himself that he would have to have shit for brains to let that happen to him again. Lucian, I'm sorry to interrupt, Carly said coming to the door, but you really should listen to the voicemails your mother and father left on yourself. Hell, that had been a salt emerging after, after all, and as for his father, well, Lucian didn't know what the deal was with him, because the only thing he ever called was when he needed money or had found true love and was remarrying. There have been four since four such calls so far, maybe five. His father, Jeremiah, a.k.a. Jerry, had managed his personal life just as shoddily as he had everything else he'd ever touched. Not only had he repeatedly cheated on his wife and nearly driven the ranch into the ground, he'd run out on his family. In Lucian's eyes, that made the man lower than the crap beneath that bald list of apostles' hooves. Lucian thumbed through his calls, found his mother's voicemail, and hit the listen button. While he waited for it to start playing, he turned back to Megan, who was still not looking at him. It's okay, he told her. I hope there won't be any hard feelings between us. Lucian added just as Megan put it out. I hope there won't be any hard feelings between us. Now Megan looked at him and he shook his head. Why would there be any hard feelings? He asked. She blinked. Um, because I wasn't able to stop my mom and dad from pushing for this to happen. And with that rather cryptic and gut touching comment, Megan's going to ride out of there. Her mom and dad, they owned the town's large animal veterinarian practice, one that serviced a lot of the livestock at the ranch. What had they, what had they done that Megan hadn't been able to stop? Lucian didn't go after Megan to ask her because of the exact moment his mom's voice milk said, Why aren't you answering your phone? Lucian Jeremiah Granger, his mom had greeted great to use his full name even though he was 37 that wasn't a good sign and lucian wasn't immune to it either suddenly felt like a kid who just got a d on a report card you really messed up this time and i'm not happy the message was wrong i'd better get i've been getting one call after another for the past few days and everyone is complaining about you and your demands it was a request lucian grumbled obviously talking to himself since his mom couldn't hear I just got another call from Megan Simpson's folks, and they're so mad. They aren't going to do business with us anymore. They called your dad, too, so did plenty of other people, and he's fed up. His mom continued. We both are, and we're on our way back home. This time, Lucian did a double hell, and he looked at Carly to see if she knew about this. Apparently, she did, probably because his mom had left a similar message on his landline. But that was more than just a gloom and doom look that Carly was giving him. Whether this was, whatever this was, it was bad. Listen to your dad's message, Carly insisted. Since that voicemail came right after his mom's, it wasn't hard to find. Dragging a long breath that he was certain he would need, Lucian stabbed the playbush. You really should answer your phone, his dad said. I'm on my way to the ranch to fix this shitstorm you started with the mayor and the rest of my old pals. Oh, your mom's coming too. I won't be saying thanks for involving her in this or me, but I do have something to say to you, Lucian. You're fired. End of chapter one.